Hey everybody, welcome to the 77th episode of the JDO Show. I'm your host, J. David Osborne, and today on the show we have Scott McClanahan, author of The Sarah Book, Hill William, and Crapalacha, which are all good books. The Sarah Book is the most recent one. Uh, it's out from Tyrant Books. It's a little square-looking thing. Probably one of the better books that I've read this year. Scott and I talk about a whole bunch of shit. I'm not really going to do an intro this time. I think I'm just going to listen to my neighbors doing some kind of weird shit. Anyway, here's uh, the conversation between me and Scott. I hope that you enjoy. Ben? Oh, not anything. What are you doing? Uh, I am hanging out at my house. Oh, just good. chilling. I just ate some uh, lime-flavored Lay's chips, which were good. Julia's into those. I can't. I don't understand those chips, though. Like she's, or, no, she's into pick the pickle-flavored Lay's. Pickled? I have not yeah, tried those. Yeah, like pickle, like a pickle flake. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw some crazy shit. I saw that one that was like gravy and mashed potatoes, and I think that's where I kind of like drew the line, where I don't exactly know how you would get that flavor, but lime is pretty good, man. It's because Rios puts uh, lime on pretty much everything, so yeah. she, she normally puts lime on Doritos, like lime and hot sauce, but then, uh, yeah. She got these Lay's that are artificially lime-flavored, and they're pretty damn good. Cool, cool. So, uh, I noticed that you just got done... Oh, first of all, thank you for coming on the show, dude. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, are we, are we already on the show? Yeah, man, yeah. I just okay, I just right, press bro. record, dude. I like to spring it on people. <laughs> I, I would have said something more clever about the lime-flavored uh, Lay's. <laughs> I started talking real seriously about potato chips there. No, it's okay, dude. It's okay. I like to catch. I like to catch people all impromptu and shit. There you go. Yeah, it's kind. Of, it's 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 art arty. Um, so you just got done uh, touring around and stuff. Uh, well, I did like uh, two dates. I went all the way down to uh, Oxford, Mississippi, and then I uh, flew back. Uh, Fat Possum, who owns Tyrant, or fifty percent of Tyrant. They flew me down there, I read at Square Books, and then I flew back, and then I drove to uh, Asheville, North Carolina last weekend. So I was going about five days or something, and I was a little brain dead at the end. I should give you the entire itinerary. Like, well, you should, actually, yeah, like all the places that you stopped and shit. No, but Square Books is fucking rad, dude. That place rules. Oh, yeah, it is. I, I love Square. I love Square Books. Yeah, my buddy, uh, this, uh, do you know William Boyle by any chance? Yeah, well, I just actually met him for the first time there. Oh, okay. At uh, at the reading, so but I, of course you know it's like an internet thing. Like I, I'd, I'd uh, you know known him online for a while, and, mm-hmm. and then I met him there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's always kind of weird meeting people we, in real we, life. That's like, right. We should we should just go through all the Oxford, Mississippi people that uh, we know. That's true. And yeah. You can say, um, "Did you meet them?" I'll say, "Nope." <laughs> and then you can do the next one. <laughs> meet him. Yep. <laughs> Oh, it's true. Oh, we could do that all over the world too. It's like I know you've been to to Kansas, so it's like, hey, have you ever met my Kansas friends? And then oh yeah, that was insane. I don't know why we did that. That just sound, that just I don't know. It sounds like it looked like alcoholism I, I remember, or mental illness. I mean, I might have been. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember I, I saw the I saw the video of it. The video looked pretty good, but it looked like there was like. It looked like a like a restaurant, and there was like eight people there or something. And like, what was going yeah. on with that? Yeah, they had it like it because um, we went. We drove out there for it was they call themselves the PBR Book Club. A lot of good folks, a lot of good people. Best book club around. Blah blah blah. <laughs> and uh, and so we drove to Chicago, which I think like screwed things up more because it's like 
Man, this is a fascinating. I'm telling you how long it takes to get to West Virginia to mm-hmm. Chicago. Mm-hmm. So it's like a nine-hour drive to Chicago. Is so we really? picked up Sam in Chicago, and then we drove like 12 hours the next day to get to Kansas. Mm-hmm. It, w- it would have been about almost or just a little bit more than that if we'd just driven straight from West Virginia, but we had to swing by and pick him up. So it, it created hell. Like, I mean, it created kind of, you know, three days, four days, however long it took us. Mm-hmm. Uh, of hell to to get to Kansas and to read for twelve people, but they right right, right. that's part they were super sweet. Yeah, and then we did that video, but I think the whole entire video is made up of like all of the footage that we took. We took like maybe sixteen minutes of footage. Oh yeah, now I remember. Okay, <laughs> and, t- and yeah. turned it into uh, turned it into the ten minutes or or, or whatever that uh, that you see there. We stopped at Red Lobsters. That was my Red Lobster phase. That's, I'm still in my Red Lobster phase dope. in some Dude, ones. those, uh, the fucking cheddar biscuits are not to be fucked with. Yeah, yeah, and we stopped at, like, three or four Red Lobsters. Like, that's the only place that we ate, pretty yeah. much, was Red Lobster. Now, do you and do... we weren't even being sponsored by Red Lobster. <laughs> One time when we did that Future Dead Friends tour, we said something like, sponsored by Subway, mm-hmm. and if you came to the reading, you'd get a free six-inch. <laughs> And, and people believed it, and then they like showed up, and they were like pissed. That's that, awesome. That they did the Subway sandwiches weren't there, you know, sponsoring this tour of writers who nobody knew who the fuck they were. Dude, how, so it was strange. How fucking tight would it be if, if writers went on tour and they had suits like NASCAR drivers with the fucking like little sponsors that were sending them on the tour? So there's like Subway and Red Lobster and just yeah, exactly. Garbage that would be like a good that. idea. No, it is a pretty good. It's a good if you want to get free cheddar biscuits. It seems like a pretty good way to do that. Yeah, and wouldn't that be like a great reading? Like if you just like started throwing the cheddar biscuits at the end of the reading. Well, everybody would be people, happy. People would run to get the cheddar biscuits. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would be like a happening. It, it would. It would kind of suck though. I feel like it would kind of trigger me because I'm trying to cut back on my carbs. So man, I do. I have to die. I'm. I'm getting fat again. Dude, um, it's carbs, but it remind, man. Not to, we'll, we'll get to being fat here in a second, but it reminds me of, you know, Abby Hoffman and the Yippies? Like, one of their happenings, they didn't have Cheddar Bay Biscuits, but they had, like, they went to Wall Street, and they were able to get, like, above the traders, and so they threw down, like, a thousand bucks, a lot of this money that was falling down onto the floor, and, of course, you know, all the day traders there were immediately stopped what they were doing to pick up the money. And I would imagine that that would be what it would be like if you were throwing out Red Lobster biscuits to folks at the end of the reading. It's just that people would already have cheddar biscuits waiting at home, but they would still take the cheddar biscuits. Or they've brought brought the biscuits with them. Like their pockets are full of biscuits already. That's the way they roll. They were like, dude, we didn't know if this was going to be one of those biscuit readings or not, but we just wanted to roll deep to make sure that we had everything squared away. Exactly, because you don't want to get to the reading and get disappointed, because, you know, maybe it's like, uh, you know, how you used to send off those, like, limited, like, proofs of purchase, and they said, like, available for a limited time, so mm-hmm. you only have, like, ten cheddar biscuits that were available for right. the reading, right. and only ten people got those, and they were all signed by the by the writers. Oh, that would be kind of fucking cool. Like, Which yeah. would create even more, like, a uh, strange atmosphere, because then... At the end, you'd have your signed official Sam Pink Red Lobster Cheddar Biscuit, and you would have to like to decide whether or not is this guy going to be famous enough one day that like this is going to be worth money. But I'm really hungry right now. Should I eat this biscuit? Dude, I did a reading with Sam like years ago at uh, in New York. It was at a 
I think it was no. Is it Housing Works? Have you ever been there? Yeah, I would. I was on that reading with you. What? You were you the, had the black eye. No, no, that was no. We read together in Seattle. We read together in Seattle. Yeah, no, we didn't read I in could, New York. I swore, I swore, I was at that reading though too. It was me. It, it was Cameron. It was Sam. Yeah, I was at that reading. I must have made a big impression on you, David. You didn't read. <laughs> yeah, I did. I was. I like. I read last. You guys might have left. Because I, I want to say it was like, I can remember that's where I met Michael. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you guys, you guys were there, and like didn't I can't remember the order. Like I think no, dude, Cameron... no, you read it, you read it KGB the next day, and I was there for that. Maybe so. I might be wrong. Yeah, you yeah. didn't read it that one. You read it the next one, and Sam was at the next one. It was at KGB, and that's where I bought I bought a picture of his that he drew. And I was like, I'm gonna keep this safe, you know, because I'm a I'm a big fan yeah. of his, you know. I think I think yeah. I think he's great. Um, and Maybe you're right. I, I, a lot of that's a lot of that Tom kind of is uh, chaotic in my mind. So. Yeah. So the, yeah, because that was like 2000 and what, like 14, 13, 14, something like that. Um, it would have been 13. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I bought... sounded like my dad right there. That's what he. <laughs> all... <laughs> he has like if you're telling a story, you have to like get the date in there. And like the, the, you can't keep telling the story if like you're unsure about the date. Like the story has to come to a stop mm-hmm. until him and mom figure out what year it was. <laughs> so the, the debate about the year will go on for like you know fifteen twenty minutes, and oh, then you've so even funny. forgotten what the point of the story was by the by the time that, that it starts again. That, that might be a regional thing because I was just in Virginia, uh, regular like not West Virginia but other the other Virginia, yeah, um, to visit family. And a lot of my families, they, like they, they lived in West Virginia. It seemed like they would need to know like dates and like full names of people too. It was yeah, it's, exactly. it's, it's yeah. never Mike. It's like it's Mike Batty, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I yeah. guess that's just a way to I don't know. But yeah. um, but anyway, so yeah, so I bought one of these pictures from him, and I was like, I'm going to keep this really safe. And then I think I washed it like two or three. And times. You had a black eye, right? I did have a black eye. Yep, I remember that. I did. Wow, that that that. See, I'm see, almost going back and saying that I read at that damn housing works thing. I well, we can we can look on the on the we internet. We should look man. it up. We Dude, should the internet will the internet will tell us whether whether that happened or not. But yeah, yeah, yeah I had a black eye. That's a funny story too because, uh, like I tried to like. Basically, I was working at a hot dog restaurant before I went to that reading. Um, yeah. And I remember I got really, really hammered one night. And, uh, like, I told my bosses when I... Because I walked into my work, which was the hot dog restaurant, and I was just getting smashed off these alcoholic milkshakes, which are really, oh, really shit. good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I left them, and I was like, I'm going to go I'm gonna go get into a fight, you know? Yeah. And they were like, you're not going to do shit. You're a pussy. And so I specifically, like, went out there, and I just, like, I wasn't being mean to anybody. I was just asking anybody who passed by if they would punch me in the face. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> and then I came back with a black guy, and I was like, see, I told you. I told you. I was serious. So. Yes. See, I almost, like, thought, I was like, I wonder if that's, like, an affectation. I wonder if he did that for the reading. I should have done that. That's amazing. <laughs> just we all look, we all look like we just got out of a fight club or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You could have done both eyes, even. That would have been even better. That, oh, that would have been if I couldn't even see the paper in front of me. I was just like, his eyes were so swollen shut from being a badass. I mean, yeah, he couldn't even see shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, hey, I read your book, man. Oh, good. Thank you. I liked it. Oh, good. I, Wouldn't uh, it be horrible right now, like if you if you 
had me on your podcast, and then at this point in time, you're like, yeah, I read your book. Didn't care for it. <laughs> have you done that before? No, I'm dude. Sure you have. Can we can we can we role play? Can we role play like that? Hold on. We could if you want. Yeah, I want to role play that. All right. So Scott, man, I just read your book. I don't know, dude. Not for me. Yeah. Well, it's you should type up your uh, Goodreads review <laughs> and. <laughs> I think there will be some people that will agree with you. No, dude, I looked on Goodreads and it's fucking, it's doing very well. I think you have. Yeah, it's, like, done, it's doing pretty good. There's, yeah, there's like, what is it like, eight thousand reviews on there, and they're all five star. It's crazy, man. Yeah, people yeah. So really far, like so book. good. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Think so, about indie press books, though. You know, they they sometimes they they do real well out of the gate, and uh, it's like I'm doing it's like I'm doing a horse racing analogy. Yeah, so sometimes these <laughs> sometimes these books. <laughs> You know they do real well out of the gate, but they can't close. And sometimes, and sometimes they're like a, a baby bird that just has to learn how to fly. Yeah. You know? Or they break their leg in the in the in the last couple of yards. They have to be put down. Sometimes right. that happens too. Right. right. So you've been working on that one for a pretty long time. Yeah. I've, yeah. I spent. I mean, from I would say probably solid. Well, that's horrible. You know, writers have all the. I keep doing this, and I don't know why I'm doing that. Where you just like tell these lies mm-hmm. about the book, right? Like, I mean, I was working. I'm. I would been working on it for a long time, mm-hmm. but I wasn't like working, working on it. Right. I would say like probably I was working, working on it. Uh, 2012 ish, 2013, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. That's where I like really started started working on it because mm-hmm. I had. You know, I had a I had a bit of a drinking problem, which mm-hmm. like kind of kind of like made it even worse. Do you, um, do you even do you drink anymore? No, man. No, oh man. wow! How long have you been sober? Oh, I don't know if I'd even I'd, all these all these terms that we use, right? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I guess you know I haven't been like a drunk since late. 2013 maybe even earlier than that oh, okay right on dude yeah like i like decided it was like oh shit i'm gonna have to i want to have to do something different uh mm-hmm. than this was there, so then, was there a like, particular like incident that made you like oh shit no i mean i think it just after a while you know you, when you get like a few years on you you realize like you know, i'm a fucking alcoholic you know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and i can't like i can't do this anymore mm-hmm. and also too i think it was just I think I was like dealing with mental health stuff as well, and so it was like, what what's making it worse here, the mental health shit or the alcohol shit or both, and uh, and so it was like, this is this is just stupid. So, and I got to the point like I was just like sick of everything. Like, I was sick of everything. I was sick of waking up, sick of going to bed. Mm-hmm. I was like sick of using the bathroom. You know, like sometimes it's like really fun, like to just go and use the bathroom. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that's a weird thing. To you be mean like saying. taking a shit or taking a piss? Or, I, or I really piss like either one. I really Both like taking a shit, dude. Like yeah, sometimes like, I'll go like, I, if I don't drink um, for a few days, my poops get so solid that like when I take them, I go cross-eyed because it yeah. just feels so good, dude. It yeah, just, like well, it presses down on whatever spot we got in there. <laughs> yeah, and so it was sort of like that, or like taking a shower, or just like having a conversation with somebody or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was just like I was just sick of it. And yeah. so, um, you know, I decided not to not to be sick of it anymore, and then it just it just stopped. Well, it sounds pretty casual. Was it difficult or? No, I think I just replaced it. Like I decided to start smoking. 
Like, smoking, like, like smoking like weed or smoking smoked. cigarette? Like, I've never smoked. I started, like, smoking cigarettes when I was, like, 35 or whatever. Holy shit, dude. And so it was, like, well, my line is I always smoke. Well, I stole it from Jim. It's his line. Mm-hmm. I, I smoke so people know that I'm into death. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so and so like i just kind of replaced it with like other things mm-hmm. um which i get which i guess is kind of weird that you know addiction and habit and i guess there's still that you know they're kind of up in the air about even the power of habit within that addiction um and you know i'm not even sure you know necessarily if you know addiction is a disease i mean that's a bad that's a bad 12-step person who's going back on what they what they thought, but uh, but yeah, you know, just kind of replace it with, replace it with other things. Sometimes I wonder if it's just not like the way I feel about it is. Sometimes I just get fucking bored, dude. It gets to be about six p.m. or so, and I've gotten all my work done, and I have this whole night stretched out in front of me until you know at least ten, yeah. eleven, whatever. And I'm like, what yeah. am I gonna fill all this time with? And so I was that way. I was exactly that way. You know, it's like I, I, can, think... I can read books and I can watch movies, but I can also do that and really enjoy books and movies more. You know? Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Exactly. I know exactly what you mean. And here. Dun, da, 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 da. I've decided to tie it back into something that we were originally going to talk about. Dun, da, da, da. What it came down to is I think I was just getting fat. Like I, <laughs> I think my vanity, like the, yeah. my vanity, uh, was larger than the beast of uh, of uh, drink. Are you? Because I was you, never one of those fat? people. Like I was. Are you yeah, fat I got right fat. Now? Man. No, I probably weigh. I'm getting fat again though because I've been eating so fucking much. We've been on vacation this. Uh, mm-hmm. This summer, a bunch, and uh, I've just been eating like crazy. Mm-hmm. And like, and what some, is what is fat to you? Like, 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 what are you at right now? Uh, probably weigh. I say I haven't been on the scale, but I say I'm at least like 188, 189. And you're what? I got down. I lost 50 pounds in like the first I don't know four or five months of Julie and I being married. Mm-hmm. Just because I started eating better, I started exercising. Like, I I, I think my max. Was like two. I was up above two twenty, and then then when we got to together, I went down to one seventy. See, I did that math. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Not only a wordsmith. I love the number. I love the numbers. You're like you're like David Foster Wallace. You you (laughs) your next book should be about infinity. Exactly. Yeah. No, but that's. I mean, two. Yeah, two twenty is probably a little big, but I mean, one eighty doesn't sound bad for what I remember your height being. Yeah, I'm like I'm like. Five foot eleven, which yeah, means I'm bad, probably then. five ten. You know, I'm always that five foot eleven guy that says five foot eleven three mm-hmm. quarters. Mm-hmm. But that's not true though either. Right. <laughs> it's like the lies that you tell yourself about how you work on your books. It's the same. It's the same way with that. Like, seems your, to be such a huge like, thing for you, dude. And I don't mean to like kind of derail this into like talking about the books or whatever. Um, yeah. But I mean, when I read, like, do you pronounce it Appalachia or Appalachia? Uh, Appalachia is how like the natives pronounce it, that's but the I other thought. one is correct as well. That's what I thought. I mentioned Crapalach on a on a podcast recently, and someone's like Crapalacia. Yeah, no. no, that's wrong. Yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> there's 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 a great book, uh, John Alexander Williams. He's like the big deal historian from around here, and writes about uh, Appalachia, and and that's how he opens the first chapter with this uh, you know sort of uh, you know pronunciation and mm-hmm. the way that people have pronounced it and you know talked about it and uh, you know spelled it for a period of time that's mm-hmm. why he opens up uh, one of his histories which I think is called Appalachia 
But in 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 so so in in, in Crapalacha, like like truth and lies are are really really central to that book, and I haven't I haven't read it in about well since it came out I guess, but. I remember at the end you had that section right where you were like, yeah. well, this was a fucking lie, this is true," and then, uh, but there's some of that going on in the Sarah book too. Oh, of n- course, not, not, yeah. not to like the same extent or whatever, but but you you're really probably really more so actually. You think so? I don't. I didn't. Oh, well, yeah. I guess maybe because there wasn't like an explicit section. Yeah, about, like, yeah, that's, exactly. That's what yeah, like. yeah. But yeah, I mean, there there are a lot of sections where you're like, "It was like this, it was like this," and then you're like, "No, I'm just playing." It was actually like. It wasn't like that at all. So yeah. I, I, I see what you mean, man. And some of the stuff from the appendix, like, were the lies. Like, mm-hmm. the stuff that was in the book was, like, kind of true. Mm. And then, like, the explanation was, like, the lie. Right on. So then so then, <laughs> then you believe you believe the, like, ex- explanation. Yeah, I think people, like, we lie about ourselves all the time. I think it's probably, like, healthy, right? I probably, guess so. Yeah, you know, it's like... That Robert Burns poem, you know, to a louse, you know, if you, you know, the rest of the, you know, if you saw yourself the way the rest of the world saw you, you know, I don't, I don't know if we could make it through, make it through the day, right? We have to kind of put on our, put on our armor, uh, you know, kind of conduct ourselves with, because mm-hmm. I mean, even like, I don't know, when you tell like somebody you love them, right? A lot of times that just means I'm going to the store, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 there's no there's no like connections between the you know the the words and like the feeling that you have in your heart which i guess is like a nietzschean idea but yeah so so yeah yeah i'm a i'm a born i'm a born liar yeah. god, god bless the liars of the of the world well, it's like and it's also like i love you i think is kind of like i mean it's the same Thank thing you. as like is like oh well, no yeah no I, I do I do love you, but um, but I guess like saying I love you is <laughs> it's kind of one of those things where um, you're kind of just like hedging your bets that they won't that they're that they're not gonna die. Well, that's my dog, by the way. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. You know, it's you know it's 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 that as you know it's that as well. There's you know like probably you know twenty or thirty twenty or thirty things you know that, that you know are tied up even into you know like simple simple phrase you know like that that you. Right. That you utter, you know, countless times. Right, because you're basically uh, like, you know, if I go to the grocery store and I come back and, and people have broken into the house and shot you in the head and stolen all the valuables, like, I'm going to really be upset if I didn't tell you that I loved you before I left, you know? Yeah. I mean? Which and is, in its way, it's like, that's kind of a cool kind of love, though, too. It's almost better than that, like, really passionate, like, oh, I fucking love you. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, oh, yeah, sure. Feeling it in your ball sack and stuff. Like, that, yeah. I, we think that might be, like, the better love, like, the heart and the balls, but it might actually just be that, like, sort of, you know, if you died, I'd be sad. That's what, yeah. <laughs> that's what I love you yeah. means. <laughs> so, if I kind of do this, like the, like, the thing that's worked for me the most with, like, anything in my life, you know, over the past couple years is just, like, I've been doing this, it sounds so ridiculous to say it, but it's like kind of this positive affirmation to myself. It's of, not ridiculous at all. Yeah, we we drove, Chris and I and Julia, we did this uh, music and book festival in Maine. When was Whoa. that? Two years ago. Here I am, my dad again. Two years ago in October. <laughs> <laughs> What's and Chris's drove, last name? you got to do the last. Uh, yeah, Oxley, yeah. Um, <laughs> we, drove, we drove all the way up there. And it was insane. Like it was like a twelve-hour drive to fucking Maine. Yeah. And I kept saying on the way up there, like I'm having a great time. Like I just, I just kept saying it. Mm-hmm. And we weren't having a great time. Like nobody in the vehicle was having a good time. 
at all. But like after you say it enough, it almost like just becomes this like lie, lie that you can kind of you know latch onto and and uh, and believe. So shit, I do that all the time with myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Now just like tricking my tricking my dumb my dumb brain into into thinking it's having a good time. It's like well, the key to life. That's the thing, dude. It's like people talk shit about like the the secret and stuff like that. Like oh what like you just think positively and everything turns out okay and um it's not super sexy and it's not like cool and cynical but it's also kind of it's just kind of true yeah if you just... well it takes it takes such effort as right. well to mm-hmm. do that mm-hmm. to do that over you know a long period of time to keep telling yourself those as they say in the 12 step you know to keep away from the stinking thinking you know it's 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 like it's like a chore to to remind yourself. Do you do that, any you know, kind of like meditation or any of that shit, like like the Headspace app or anything? Yeah, I've, I've done time. I've done I've done everything. I've tr- I've tried it all. I sound mm-hmm. like I sound like I'm writing a country song now, <laughs> and we could, we could call it uh, meditation. That would be a different kind of country song. For mm-hmm. instance, back in the spring, I was having like real bad anxiety, mm-hmm. and I've exercise. I've been you know I exercise. I do my shit. Like you know, I try to keep my head in a good space, but then I realized it was like I'm anxious. I either need to go, you know, hang out the shrink a little while longer, or I started thinking about like getting into transcendental meditation. Mm. But then I realized you have to pay for your fucking mantra. Yeah, it's all, but you and it's like, you and then can, I was like, I'm just gonna fucking steal a mantra. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can look it up will, online. And this will spiritually work in some sort of strange karmic way if I steal a mantra. And so I stole a mantra, but then I forgot what the mantra was, so then I just made up my mantra. And here's another lie. And then Julia was like, you don't have a mantra. And then I was like, yes, I do. I've got a mantra. And she's like, okay, you have to pay for that stuff. And I was like, no, you don't. I found a website where they're very progressive, and they give away mantras. And I'm like, I made up all this stuff. And my mantra is uh, rock, rock our herring. Like, in my head, it's R-A-K-I-R, uh-huh. and then, like, herring snacks. Like, you know, herring, the fish. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and so that's what I say to myself, you know, and I just, like, repeat it over and over again. And it's nice because you don't, you're not really meditating. It's just the repetition of the of the mantra that kind of uh, clear, clears your head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now people are like, oh, gosh, he's one of those. Dude, if people knew half of the shit that I did in all earnestness, every day, do you want to know my my pattern? Every every day I wake up and I do 10 minutes of, uh, uh, like, meditation, which is just, like, mindfulness meditation. And then I light incense and I start uh, doing something called speaking uh, barbarous names. Yeah. uh, Which is, like, you know, old gods and stuff like that. Like, literally shouting prayers to planets and uh, celestial beings and things like that. Um, And then after. And then after I do that, I I journal for about 10 minutes and it's just whatever comes to my mind. And then I'm ready to start my day. So, uh, I don't know what's real or what's not, but I do know what I do every day, and that's that, and it seems to kind of yeah, work, exactly. I guess, and I think it, I think it doesn't matter. Like Julie's all into that stuff, and like knows tons of shit about this stuff, and like I'll do little things with her sometimes. I don't even, you know, I don't believe in it, mm-hmm. but yet I just the just the going through with you know the, the kind of ritual 
uh, of it, you know, within some sort of schedule in your in your daily life. Yeah, yeah. man, it's fucking kept me alive. Yeah. Yeah, see, so, my, uh, yeah. see, my thing too is that like I actually do believe in it. So, like, yeah. So yeah. don't 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 feel afraid to uh, to <laughs> announce whatever you want on this shit because uh, okay, cool, I guarantee, cool. I guarantee what if I what if I was about ready to go on my twenty minute diatribe here about about, uh, <laughs> about just about what about how it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and I get you. I get you convinced that it's nothing. <laughs> well, see, I mean, there's that. I mean, like that. That's another good way, actually, to link it back to the Sarah book, too, man. Because you know, you got a lot of that kind of shit in there where um, it's really, man. It kind of like it's kind of a downer. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, yeah, it's an intense little fucking book. I always, you know, there's. I guess that's kind of weird to think about it too. Like I wrote this book, like just to. Just to make people fucking kind of feel bad. Well, it reminded me of a lot of things. Like when Rios and I were split up, there was a lot of stuff going on there. You know, particularly like, you know, coming around looking at the car and seeing like the that the doctors, you know, parked yeah. in the in the you know you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, exactly. Like just all that kind of shit. Yeah. Just like, Breakups. dude, I lost my fucking mind. Well, you read Black Gum, you know? Like I, yeah, I, I yeah. lost my shit, dude. You know, yeah. um, and it's just weird, and it's so like I I I think what's cool about what you did is that uh, a lot of the shit in there is really, uh, it's like embarrassing, you know. But it, but that's oh, yeah. but but that's that's real shit. Like it's when I think back on my own shit, I'm like, oh god, I'm fucking embarrassed. You know yeah, what exactly. I mean? So I feel I'm like I feel like you were, you know, for all the lies and the truth and whatever. Like I think that you were, I think that you you did a real thing, dude. So yeah, so proud. That's what man. you can put on my tombstone as well, like. Scott McClanahan, born Dodd, he was embarrassed. <laughs> I, kinda, I feel like I go, I feel like I live my life that way, and just like it just like embarrassed me. Mm-hmm. So I have you... like I have from time to time like my coworkers will say something like I guess they've seen something mm-hmm. online, mm-hmm. and I just immediately I guess I, I probably come off as rude, but I just like kind of immediately try to shut that shit down. It's like oh, oh okay so. oh yeah yeah thank you I gotta go, <laughs> you know like right. like that, like right. that sort of. Uh, like that sort of thing, mm-hmm. which is easy to fall into. Right. That sort of you. You mentioned David Foster Wallace. I cut out this David Foster Wallace anecdote from this interview I was doing because I felt bad, and I couldn't find a specific thing. I think it's in that. Uh, I hear a man. Why the fuck am I going on about David Foster Wallace? No, let's go. I'm rock, another rock one of these fucking people going rock on about roll, David dude. Foster Wallace. Heavy metal, bro. Rock and roll. Yeah, I'm just gonna stop. That's what. What's what I'm gonna do? I've, I said I put an end to to this David Foster Wallace. But what's stuff. your beef with David Foster Wallace? What, what's, what, no. what's what's the problem, dude? <laughs> no, but the the anecdote was, um, uh, you know, he's like mentioning that uh, I can't remember the dude's name that that wrote the book, but you know, he's like, what did he? He's at a book signing. He's like, what do these people want from me? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what what are what are people like want from me? You know, well, it, it's easy to do that, and I think I'm guilty of that as well. You know. What they want is they want you to sign their book, David. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. It's maybe just that. It's maybe just that simple. In the same way, you know, people at work, it's like they just want to say something nice to you, and here you exactly. are, so, so fucked up. You can't even, uh, you can't even have somebody, you know, say that. Right. Oh, I like, I like this. You know, it's like, oh, hey, it looks whatever. like it looks like you've lost some weight, and it's like, what the fuck do you want? From yeah. That? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Don't you bullshit me. Now, so, yeah. now I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you how like good my interviewer skills are right now. Um, I remember, I'm impressed. You're doing a great job. Well, oh, thank you. Well, I remember uh, vaguely. This might have been a year ago, maybe two years ago. 
that there was some kind of weird thing going on with like a, it was like people putting books up against each other. Do you know what I'm talking about, dude? Oh yeah, the tournament of books thing. What the fuck was that about, man? Because I remember oh, just well, that seeing was, that. Like, on, when like, was the that? Periphery. That I was too, seeing... that was still that was still in the dark time, 2013. I thought it would be. They have like a tournament of books. I think it's like some newspaper or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's real popular, and it's like popular with like you know people that read I don't know literary fiction with like a capital L and a capital F. You know those type of folks, sure, yeah. or people that don't even necessarily read literary fiction, but they need some sort of. Uh, March Madness bracket system right, for right, them right. to enjoy a reading experience. And I just thought it was, like, funny. And here I am telling another lie. Really, they were, like, fucking up my Goodreads score. And it was, <laughs> it was like, all these people writing, like, all these reviews about my book. And I was like, what the, where in the fuck is this coming from? Like, right. how is this happening? Who right. is this? How did this person find this book? Well, anyway... It was attached to that terminal books thing. So one day I got on their Facebook page and I told them that I resigned. <laughs> <laughs> from the tournament of books. Dude, I remember it was like a thing, though, right? Yeah, like, it, well, it, the L.A. Times covered it. There was like an L.A. Times article about, I guess they did it. Well, I guess the tournament of books people then like thought it would be good publicity, that there was like, it wasn't any sort of tension. I was like, I can't remember what it was. I probably either hadn't slept or I was drunk and I just like typed a mm-hmm. bunch of shit onto their onto their uh facebook page but anyway then like three days later it's the la the la times book section reporting on it and and they just you know they just made me look crazy which sure. i guess i kind of am so yeah um no you totally but, are, but it's, it's okay you know, it, that's and then okay. i had this re- and what was even worse is i started having these reporters calling me what and it was just the most cynical fucking bullshit you know like media content provider type crap Mm -hmm. and you know and i guess a lot of maybe i'm guilty of it too you know like i'm a writer it's like no you're not you're a media content provider like that's what your role is and and so anyway i had these people so finally i did one of them and i just came off looking like even crazier in like the interview that i did i can't remember the website uh, that it, that it was that it was for, and so it made it seem like calculated, and uh, and like on on you know on my part it made it seem calculated, and there's uh, you know one thing that I'm not it's fucking calculated. And, well, and, dude, and so yeah, it was just like this is like this is so stupid. This is so stupid. But then I won like the next round, which was which was <laughs> weird too, and beat like some big book. Uh, a Kate novel. I can't remember the the name of it. She's a British novelist, though. Uh, and uh, I don't remember either. Yeah. But and so all the comments, you know, yeah, I'm gonna. You got me all riled up here at these tournament books, people. But yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, I think the reason why, God man. I, no, I think the reason why, man, is because it's the it's the problem with all interviews that aren't podcasts right and it's because like if somebody were to tune into this and they could hear your sweet voice and you sound like a sweet person, like they wouldn't think like oh this guy's being an asshole but if they literally transcribe what you say right oh, of course yeah like you're gonna Especially s- like if you have a sense of humor right right like if you have a sen- any sort of like element of irony to to the things you say like yeah you can come off looking like a schmuck which yeah. works for you at times as well that's why i talked to i talked to brian allen Carr like twice a week or whatever like that's my dude and like he just yeah. quit he quit facebook altogether you know you know brian yeah. right yeah yeah brian's crazy yeah, well, yeah, he just, yeah. he just, he can't, he can't do it. In a good it. way. He can't yeah, do it. Like, crazy. he's, he's, he's a, he's the, he's the sweetest man, but he can't 
be on the internet, you know? Yeah, Cause like exactly. there's, there's something yeah. lost in translation and there, there are a few people who are like that. You know, I, I tossed it around a few times, but I, I think I like, I think actually I came to the, the realization today after that bullshit happened in Charlottesville, um, that I actually kind of like mixing it up with motherfuckers online. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of a sad, it's another sad addiction. Like I tried to, Okay, so I tried to pull myself away from it because I used to talk a lot of shit on the internet, and then yeah. um, I moved to Oregon, and before I got my own place, I was staying with Cameron Pierce. They don't talk shit there in Oregon. <laughs> they don't. Well, yeah, no, no, not at all. Um, so I was staying with Cameron, and he sat me down, and he's like, you talk a lot of shit on the internet. And I was like, yeah, dude, I do. And he's like, you need to fucking stop talking so much shit on the internet, because you look like an asshole. And I like started crying because we were like we were drinking whiskey and like he, like Cameron was just like berating me and like making me cry. And uh, I woke up the next day and I was like, I'm gonna be a better person on the internet. And oh, that's awesome. Cameron's uh, Cameron's mission was 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 smart and good, but he uh, privately shamed you. He did. He did. He he privately strongly shamed and like and Kirsten walked out and just like saw me bawling. And Cameron was like, we need a minute. And she, she like, walked back inside. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But anyway. No, so. well, you know, you, I, think it's, I think it's, like, a different environment now, mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, well, anyway, and the yeah, point is with, that I'm you know, back. The point is that I'm back. I like talking shit. I'm back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, you know, I don't, you know, shit. Who cares? You know, it's not, it's not like it's, you know, something that's important or, you know, this, this writing thing is, like, so stupid. <laughs> Like, I mean, it's, like, so stupid, and in many ways, like, incredibly fucking inconsequential. Like, I hate to break it to people, but, um, you know, 300, 400 years from now, you know, they probably won't, you know, know the name of uh, fucking William Shakespeare, let alone, you know, Scott McClane or David Osborne, you know, it's just, that's just the the nature of, of, of the way, you know, books books work through through history and so yeah i mean i think it's good to like i think if you're if you're having fun with it like that's that's the important thing like mm-hmm. to have fun with it some of the best things like you i don't know if you remember this was like in the glory days of here <laughs> the glory days of like 2007 probably 2008 mike wow. bush now Oh yeah, had like a wrestling character. Yeah, that he, that he would make these little fucking videos, and he would show up at people's readings, and he would like do the whole, mm-hmm. you know, wrestling monologue shtick, and they were they were just absolutely brilliant, and I loved them, you know. And so that stuff's fun. Like a lot of times, it, you know, it, um, you know, provide you provide some energy and in, into something that it usually feels so like kind of you know self serious and. Mm-hmm pseudo wannabe kind of crap that you know that you just deal with when you're, yeah. when you're sometimes when you're yeah I, mean, I, I went i went through the whole like looking at the lit kind of community or whatever and i feel like i have a pretty good read on the whole thing now and uh the truth is that most of it actually is total bullshit um but it's okay I mean, it's yeah. like it's like it's good. It's good people engaging in bullshit. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course, like, of course. Like, I'm starting to feel now. I'm starting to think like I should go back because I called Brown Allen Carr crazy. No, he. <laughs> do you really? Do you really think? Crazy, do you think? Do you really think Brian would in care? The be, in the best possible, in the best possible no, sense. Brian, he's a, he's I 100% sweet, sweet, guarantee sweet boy, that, yeah. that that Brian does not care. 
Um, and I blurred his book. There you go. <laughs> the book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. With, with, uh, with more writing crap. <laughs> How good was that book, by the way? Just yeah, no, I know. I hope Brian Allen, I hope he has him a hit with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the best. Yeah, but um, so basically, like, uh, the way that I, I'm looking, like, and I'm friends with a lot of these people, but it really is, like, it is kind of a game, you know? When you meet some of these people who are sort of career publishing people, it's this very strange thing, right? Where it's like talking to certain people and I've been at parties where I've just kind of been like a fly on the wall or just like following, yeah. I don't know, somebody like Michael Seidlinger around or something like that. Yeah. And cause you know, he's like a little social butterfly or whatever. Yeah. And I just like kind of hook arms with him and go around and it's just, it's this fucking bizarre, very bougie thing though, you know? And that's, that's why I always feel out of place is because it's normally a lot of people who you can tell, haven't ever worked i don't want to go down that path too hard you know what i mean Where yeah like, oh, i know these people yeah, no, yeah these people don't know what real work is that's you know right um, that's right but but you know what i mean like you like i i mean i don't know dude now, i'll just, tell you my, i'll tell you julia's don delillo story which she hates it when i always tell this <laughs> but uh <laughs> but well, this is for you don delillo <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh Anyway, like, she used to um, have to go around and cover, like, you know, the reading scene. I think they called it the outlet, which was part of the Electric Literature blog when Electric Literature first started. Anyway, she did this for a couple of years for Electric Literature. You know, she'd go around to the different readings and take pictures. Well, anyway, I guess she was at some reading with where Don DeLillo was. It was, like, maybe a Pan American, like, event. And Ed DeLillo got up and he read... And then Delillo like got back down, and Julia was with one of her friends, uh, and she was like, "I should go ask Don Delillo if I can take his picture for the blog." And her friend was like, "Yeah, go ask Don Delillo if you can take <laughs> take his picture for the blog." So she went over. Let me see if I can get it right. So she went over. She's like, um, "Mr. Delillo, can I take?" But she wouldn't say it like that. But in my, but in my mind, the Julia impression like, "Mr. Delillo, can yeah, I?" Yeah, she's like, "Mr. Delillo, can I take your picture for the blog?" And and he said, um, no. And she said, well, thank you for humoring me. And he said, I wasn't humoring you. And I was like, bam, end of story. <laughs> Dude, you know what's so funny? You want to know what's so like funny? That, is that, like is that, that is that world. You know what's so funny is that 60 episodes ago on this podcast, Julia told that very story. Did you really see? Yeah, and dude. you know what? Maybe she doesn't hate it that much. <laughs> she brought out uh, she brought out the Don DeLillo uh, story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. damn Don DeLillo. But yeah, dude, I mean, it's a bunch of fucking... Is his tricks. hair real, by the way? No, not at all. kind of looks like he has, no. like... He's either has some sort of comb-over that's, like, working, or, like, it almost looks like it's a like possibly a toupee the only um the only like old people i respect are people who let their oldness just like they just rock with it you know what i yeah, mean like yeah. like comb overs or plugs or whatever like i i don't know i don't really fuck yeah. with any of that shit like just 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 let it be whatever but i don't know man i mean are you a don delillo fan i'm not not really yeah I mean, see i like i like quite a bit of don delillo I don't like. I'm not a big fan of the big book though, which is Underworld. And I'm I like not that, a big I like fan that baseball of like, opening. I read the opening part with the yeah, baseball. Yeah, and that, that part's part neat. Cool. But I'm not a big fan of like white noise. 
I've liked, mm-hmm. and I, this is what's weird. I really loved his like the last few novels that I read. The latest one, like, this is, uh, Zero K or whatever. I didn't care for that one that much, mm-hmm. but I love Point Omega. I really love Cosmopolis and like you know the the little kind of novella like books that he's yeah. that he's published. And then I like like early like Don DeLillo. Like I love the football book End Zone. I think it's called and his rock and roll novel, which is great. Jones Street. So yeah, I like quite a bit of Don DeLillo. Mm-hmm. But uh, what is what I is still, I'm not? But I still I still wonder I still wonder about his hair. What is what is I'm not humoring you mean? I'm thinking about that more and more. Like what does that actually mean? Yeah, I guess that she's like you know he would he would give her time right in uh, allowing her to ask the question of whether or not his picture should be taken, but he wasn't even allowing that. He wasn't even allowing her presence to ask the question. Well. But he's, we can break it. We can break it down probably more so on the. He, sound, he, he sounds like a he sounds like a bitch ass motherfucker. Yeah, he does, doesn't like. he? <laughs> and, but it, when you say humoring me, it, I've always wondered what that phrase "happy as a clam" means. Mm. Like, where the fuck did we get that in our lexicon? Like, well, the no, people it's, say it's, it's like, happy I'm because happy. it's stupid. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you've explained it to me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We we've we've actually solved a, a mystery on this. I know. Podcast. See, I was going to say they're happy because they're in the water and people love the water. Mm-hmm. No, they're happy because <laughs> they're wrong. stupid. No, yeah, yeah. you were one hundred percent wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and possibly there's a pearl that's growing inside of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Something of great beauty coming from themselves. Oh, so with um, with the books that you've written so far, you know, um. Which, by the way, Hill William, that's a real dark book, by the way. I just want to bring yeah. that up. I just want to bring yeah, up that, no. that, that that book fucked my shit up, dude. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, it's dark. And it's like, it's not just like dark, like, hey, I'm dark. No, it's, it's also it's, dark, like, it's dark. yay! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's dark in every way, yeah. If, 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 you, if Hill William was a sound effect, that's what, that's what it would be. <laughs> it's like, it, like, loves the fact that it's kind of fucked up. Right, know? right. Which is what you're not supposed to do in writing. You know, you're never supposed to... Like flip that, you know, where mm-hmm. something dark's like enjoyable. It has to be that kind of darkness where you like, oh, it's dark, it's dark. Mm-hmm. Rub, well, that's rub. why I liked. Did you ever see this? And do you I ever think see they this call movie, that dramatic uh, art in uh, in writer school? I believe. Yeah. Did you ever watch this movie Dog Eat Dog that Paul Schrader put out? Yeah, I love that film. That was Dude. one of my favorite films last year. Dude, you're no, me too, man. And like, and yeah. you're, you're that's exactly what that is in movie yeah. form. You know, that yeah, whole exactly. that whole movie is just like. It's gleefully that you know, yeah. Exactly. Like the very first scene, like he's he's all like, what? Met, was he messed up or coked yeah, out? I he's can't remember. Up. And he fucking he like, and there's the woman with the that beautiful floral print all over her house. You know, like just this yeah. pink house. You know, yeah. And in his own mind, he convinces himself that like she's against him. <laughs> Right. And he fucking stabs her to death, you know, right? Stab, yeah, yeah, and, stabs her. and it's not, yeah, it's not some sort of, you know, social statement. And then, uh, and then as the movie goes on, picture. and then as the movie goes on, I remember there's one scene where they're all playing pool, and I can't remember what Willem Dafoe's character says, but he says something and everybody laughs at him. And he goes like, why is that funny? But that was like my favorite line in movies ever. Because he's just... He's, I know what you're talking about. You know what I mean, I man? He's like, why is that funny? I can't remember it. Maybe, he, maybe he's, he's my not, subconscious is protecting me because I don't think we pr- should probably say it out. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not like he's not being threatening or anything. He's like he's genuinely curious. So he's almost this childlike dude who is just. I think it had to do with a baby. 
Yeah, 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 it did, it did, it did. Yeah, it did. It yeah, yeah, he's like, why is that funny? Um, <laughs> but, but, like, Paul Schrader just does not give a fuck. He went on Facebook and said he was going to kill Trump, and he got yeah. in, like, big trouble about that shit, and then he comes out with Dog Eat Dog. And uh, one of my, oddly enough, one of my buddies, like, since I was in high school, is actually his son. So, uh, oh my God, that's amazing! Yeah, yeah. So here's the, here's the networking part of me is kicking in. I'm thinking, <laughs> how can I ask? How can I ask Jay David like what his friend's name is so I can get a book to Paul, Paul Schrader? <laughs> well, his name is uh, I don't think I should do that. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, because he's very much. He's like he's like a te- he's like an elementary school, not an elementary. He's a high school teacher in New York. Yeah, um, and he like very much like he'll talk about it he, you'll see it on my facebook every once in a while i'll post something and he'll be like oh yeah my dad showed me the new movie but anyway the new movie as uh he said it was in a, in a similar vein just in black and white so oh cool you know. that's amazing yeah. yeah yeah i love it seems like he's kind of like reaching back into even kind of like early straighter like hardcore and mm-hmm. blue collar have you seen blue collar yeah, with Richard Pryor and Harvey Keitel. that's like yeah, yeah. that's one of the greatest films ever made like that's absolutely one of the greatest films of Amazing Richard Pryor performance, pretty good Harvey Cottel performance. That screenplay is just like, just like right, top notch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those movies, fucking. I can't even. What the fuck were we even talking about to get to? to oh, uh, we were talking about uh, tonal uh, similarities between Hill William and Doggy Dog. Oh right, and I was gonna ask. I was gonna say a whole different thing. Okay, so so uh, shifting real quick um, from from for all your books, pretty much like there's kind of a. Uh, a, a similarity between all of them, you know. Would you ever just write like a, like a sci-fi book? Or, I know that's uh, weird. People, I, you know what? You've been like probably the third person's asked me that in the past couple of weeks. It's mm-hmm. kind of weird. Yeah. Maybe people, people are demanding that I do sci-fi. The mm-hmm. people want it, and what the people want, the people will get. <laughs> the people will get. <laughs> um, no. I mean, I think. I mean, I think it's interesting, and I think I've kind of come to the point where I don't like. Uh, this is going to be the last book like this for a while like yeah, right, i think where do you go where do you go from yeah i've kind of mind all that all that shit like that's the problem i had a... with black gum dude it's like I, I tried to go back to that sort of world and i was like nah i, I kind of i did it so yeah well and see you know if you go back to it that's called having a career you know <laughs> <laughs> where you just you just rewrite that book you know three or four or five times uh-huh. and uh, and then don delillo lets you take his picture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> without yeah. without even worrying about you yeah. humoring him or not yeah. so yeah and he i mean says, you know, and he says you've humored me well and yeah. you're like oh and that's what's the weird thing too because i think there's we all we have this kind of career. I think that's like the worst thing about literary culture, like this kind of careerism type bullshit. Yeah, dude. Uh, that goes on where it's, you know, I have to write this book, and then the next book will be this book, and then after this book I'll write this book, and you know that's how you like you know in music. Oh shit, that's how you wind up with, I don't know, fucking the Eagles or something. Right. You know, I mean, hey, what's wrong with the Eagles? Like, like oh no, I love the Eagles. I know it's it's easy to talk <laughs> shit about the Eagles, but you, but you know what I'm talking about. We're yeah, just, dude. After after a period of time, it just it, you you become this kind of like entity, right? Where you just have to produce in order to kind of feed the machine mm-hmm. and and uh, and feed and feed the monster. But um, uh, yeah, you know, I don't. Uh, would I do a science fiction book? Yeah, I love a lot of science fiction, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, I shit. Who in the hell knows what will end up happening? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll just disappear for a while and I'll come back as a. 
venerated historical novelist. Maybe that's, that's, that's my future. There's a historical novelist named David Osborne who came to Powell's recently, and I wanted to go to the reading and ask him why he was stealing my name. That would have been awesome. Yeah, he was like a Civil War, like kind of yeah. like one of those like Jeff Shera, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I love some of his books, too, yeah. that Jeff Shera. Yeah. Killer Angels is a good book. Yeah, dude. Yeah, no, it really, like, historical fiction actually kind of rules. Um, yeah, it does. Well, that uh, One of my favorite writers is, like, Gore Vidal. Like, that, his whole entire, like, uh-huh. cycle from, I guess, starts with Burr, you know, that book Burr. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, did, you read, uh, did you read The North Sea? No, no, I've never read The North Sea. It's good. It's about, like, uh, pirates, whalers, those kind of things. Oh, cool. it's, got, it's got a lot of, uh, you know weird venereal diseases on uh on whaling ships and shit like that no it's i love all that shit you know what i mean yeah um, well, i went i'm gonna try to read some of those i've never read that early like melville stuff like umu and typey and they're all like little first person books i don't know why i've never read them but uh yeah that's that's it's a weird world it's no, you said it's funny that you mentioned first person because i was having this conversation with a friend of mine the other day and i feel like your your book fits into it and i I think that um, the thing that separates a lot of books that do kind of well and books that don't is that I think people want to have somebody actually talking to them for the duration of the um, the book, and I don't mean in like a metafictional way, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I but I just I just think that there's a lot of people because you know I do a lot of stuff with genre fiction, like horror yeah. and sci-fi and stuff like that. I think there's a lot of people who want to like try to scrub the author as entirely as they can from the text, so that it's just this, you know, this third-person omniscient account. You know, I am this godlike figure over, you know, everybody else. But I think that people actually want to be talked to. So, um, I think that your book does that. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. I think because I mean, I, I would agree with. It's it's like a push and pull because mm. I think you have like those term in the books people that really love that kind of you know omniscient kind of objective feeling third person narrator where it distances them from from you know the narr you know it distances them from the author mm. uh, in in some ways but there's the, there's that same thing it's like to come back to laws you know it's much more. You know, it's it's easier to lie about yourself usually than someone else, or just when you tell a story, it's easier even to say, mm-hmm. you know, I was, you know, I got robbed yesterday rather than my friend Bill got robbed yesterday <laughs> on his way home. Like that, it completely like like changes the the kind of tone of it. But but yeah yeah. Have you ever gotten robbed? No, never have. Me neither, man. Never have. Yeah. yeah me neither. I think it's one. It's like a worry that I think you have in Southern I feel like if somebody, if somebody ever robbed me, I would just beat their bitch ass. I know. I know. That's the reason why. Like, I, I feel like the, I would I'd be, be that beat way. The, I'd beat the fuck out of them, dude. But it, but it, but I may react in just the opposite. Like, <laughs> yes, sir. Here's no, please. I feel like I would do some <laughs> like. I feel like I would do some MMA on their bitch ass. Yeah, like, I would do some jujitsu, dude. Like I'd choke them out. And then, but I've been reading. You mentioned you know the first person thing. You know, with like Crump. Uh, I went through some like. I read uh, Dashiell Hammett. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, not not uh, the kind of you know uh, first person, but uh, what are they, what are they call him? The International. Anyway, he's one of the inter. He's he's like he's like a different detective than you know the traditional mm-hmm. 
you know, Hammett, uh, mm-hmm. narrator, mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Sam Spade sort of voice. Right. I got that right, don't I? I always yeah. get those yeah, confused yeah, with it. Chandler. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's like something real fascinating about the way that, like, crime writers – re- well, I've read for the first time. I'd never read uh, Devil in a Blue Dress by Walter Mosley, and I read Yo, that, Mosley you know, this past spring. And it's like, man, this is just How like – How good is that book, It's dude? like amazing. And what is neat about that book as well, because, like, I guess, like, you imagine – like, um, you imagine Mosley as that narrator, but then you've had the film since then. So mm. a lot of times in the book, I was, I was imagining like Denzel saying the lines as well. So I mean, it's just kind of strange the way that you know that kind of first person yeah. narration almost has this kind of third person sort of feel to it, where you have these different sort of ideas of of uh, of who the of who the voice is. Because my mom loves like detective type stories but she loves that you know kind of third person type uh-huh. crap you know that right. kind of that mass market like uh, this happened then this happened then this yeah happened, exactly this happened. Yeah. exactly you know i guess you know kind of the mystery type books you know that she's that she's you know fascinated uh fascinated with there's a great Dude. bbc documentary that i watched on uh dashville hammett and uh raymond chandler I think if you just search BBC Doc Raymond Chandler that the BBC did, I want to say in like maybe the late 90s, and it's this BBC reporter who's going back to all of the places where. Uh, Was he like, where, hey, yeah, boy, yeah. what's all this? What's all this? Raymond Chandler, boy. Yeah, and these books are so, I guess, kind of, you know, full of geography and mm. full of, you know, the historical kind of time, you know, with Chandler in LA and. Yeah. Uh, Dashiell Hammett in San Francisco, and so you know, it's just, it's love that stuff. Do you have a little bit more time? Because I got to pee. Yeah, yeah. Go right ahead and pee. We'll talk for a little bit more. All right, cool. All right, bye. I'll be right back. Oh, so, uh, yeah, with Walter Mosley, my first exposure to him was a book called Killing Johnny Fry, um, which is one of my favorite books of all time. It's it's his uh, erotic thriller. Oh, yeah, I knew he did some stuff like that. He did some erotica, yeah. Yeah, and and the cover is just a butt. It's a butt. Oh, man. And, uh, but it's his best book by far. Like I've, oh, since, that's since, since then I've read pretty much everything he's got and killing Johnny Fry. It might be because it was the first one that I read, but it's still just like nothing like really dug my guts out like that book did. And it's just so clean and straightforward. Like, I feel like that's his best book and probably his most underrated book. So yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it. Yeah. The book of crime writing, like. Man, there's the, the pacing of that stuff. Like the pacing of that stuff's so amazing. I wish that like literary again with capital L type writers would like mm-hmm. fucking pick up those books and read them every every now and then. Well, it's like what are um, they like like what are literary writers doing? Like what are they like what's going on, man? Can you? I think I think they're still lost in the 19th century. I believe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because something like I mean, I, I love a I love a book that you know feels like it's got all the you know fat like trimmed off of uh, uh, you know the the edges of it you know that kind of lean. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sound like I'm talking about racehorses again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck about racehorses, <laughs> but I, I guess they're I guess they're good metaphors. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, so I, th- I think some of, some of it's that almost. Mm-hmm. And we've always I, I've always thought that was weird too, because even like there's like great Mark Twain talk about talking shit. There's an essay where he's taking down James Fenimore Cooper, and then there's like a yeah. essay where he's talking shit about Jane Austen. And I've mm-hmm. always loved Jane Austen because the pacing of it's so quick. Like mm-hmm. you just like you can just fucking read it and keep reading. And before you, you know, before you know it, you're 50, 60, 60 pages into it. You know, that kind of, that kind of trick of the, of the, just the basic kind of craftsmanship of it. I love books like that. I mean, I'm not, like, someone that, I, I love, I, you know, I pick up a book and I see that it, I've been reading a Rachel Cusk novel, Outline, which is an amazing novel. But a lot of her chapters are like 40 pages, you know, 40 pages long, the chapter is. And there's no... And there's no section break whatsoever. Um, I don't. I don't. And that's that's all well and good, you know. If the if the things are happening in that amount, uh, in that amount of time, but I almost feel like it's just kind of a convention, right? That mm-hmm. we do that with books, don't we? You know, well, bigger I mean, books are more important. Right. You know, right, more yeah, words yeah. are more important. You know, longer chapters are. You know, we kind of. We fall into those into those traps. Dude, I mean, so. people people want to shit on it, but I was in an airport bookstore and I picked up a James Patterson book, like one that he had actually written. And yeah, I had all my you know preconceived notions, and I still don't think I would probably read a whole James Patterson book, right? Cause I think it would just probably annoy me. Yeah. But when I opened the book, you know, in the first paragraph, I knew who the protagonist was, I knew what the protagonist wanted, and I knew the conflict the protagonist was engaged in. And yeah, this is exactly. in, like, four sentences, dude. You know what I mean? And it was so yeah. clean. Like, it was just, like, it was there. I'm like, okay, I know exactly what's going on. And so I think that kind of clarity is something that um, is is to be worked towards in a way that I think a lot of lit people... They're smart. They're smart people for the most part, um, and they're working towards something that is like so many layers deep. You have to read other things to understand what they're doing, and like, and I get that. But at the same time, it's good to just read mass market paperbacks every once in a while and see like yeah, exactly. how how yeah. to entertain people. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah. So I mean, I guess with um. With, with with the Sarah book, I feel like there's a lot of like there's there's a real conversational kind of style to it, you know. Um, yeah. And I feel like in a lot of ways you're sort of talking to people, right? So that that makes it that makes it cool because there's something going on, like in the age of like YouTube and podcasts and Facebook and stuff like. I feel like people they they want to be talked to directly, like they don't want to hear like a story, like it's it's actually a problem with the news but with news like people don't want to hear this is what occurred you know they want to see like what bill o'reilly thinks about what occurred or what um you know rachel maddow thinks about what occurred so in a weird way authors kind of have a interesting platform now in that people want to hear voices describing things to them rather than just like the raw facts but i mean i don't know if it's good or bad or whatever yeah no, I mean, I think I think you might be onto something. You know, as I think, like, I even think, okay, my friend Chris and I, we talk about this all the time. Like, we love, I don't know, like, kind of Las Vegas cabaret sort of, like, you know, Dean Martin. Yeah. You know, Dean Dean Martin's doing this. You know, Dean Martin's not a great singer, right? Mm-hmm. He's not this vocal gymnastics of, 
you know, that, that, you, that you hear on a Lady Gaga record or, or whatever. But, like, there's a communication or at least an attempt mm-hmm. uh, at communication between, you know, the, the singer, the voice, and, of course, you know, the, the audience trying to communicate uh, to, to the audience. Mm-hmm. And you think even, I don't know, classic movie stars, you know, the, the, the great stars... Uh, at least in my mind, they kind of they kind of do something similar, you know. Uh, you know, Bo, you know, Bogart. You know, he's he's not probably technically a great actor by by any means, and you couldn't give him, you know, an Ibsen play or you know, but that would be mm. great. Humphrey Bogart in A Doll's mm. House. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but there's there's yeah there's this like there's this attempt at where he communicates in a very modern. In a very modern sort of sort of sense, that yeah, almost kind of has a sort of old fashioned. Because in in some ways, like I see that first person all over social media, but I never feel like anyone's really trying to communicate. It's more like well, they're dude. shouting at me. You dude, know, it's like this well, kind of shouting that's yeah. uh, that's happening, and and the audience doesn't the audience doesn't matter. It's 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 all the well, it's the the, it's it's the difference between shouting and talking, right? So you had mentioned. Yeah. Um, uh, Bogart maybe not being like you know because you watch those old movies and uh, on first glance you know they're like I talk like this yeah, exactly. and you're like yeah. what the fuck is this dumb bullshit <laughs> but I watched a movie on Netflix uh, the other day because I was really looking forward to this new movie called Good Time and I was looking forward to Good Time because the soundtrack was done by 10 Tricks Point Never who's like this electronic dude who's really cool uh but yeah. it's got like robert pattinson in it. it's a crime movie it's like totally oh up yeah i know alley. what you're talking about yeah i love those guys that those guys films yeah yeah, that, yeah heaven 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 knows, knows what, what. so yeah. i watched heaven knows what dude and listen to this so I, I was watching heaven knows what and i think it's a great movie um but towards the end when um old girl whatever her name is uh is asking for like another hit of of heroin after she's like conned her way into like six bags of heroin how i don't i i've never done heroin so i don't i don't know how that shit works but anyway yeah. she, she's in deep and uh the movie just felt so like realistic to me that i kind of got sick like i felt yeah, nauseous no, yeah. you know what i mean uh which is good like it's cool that a piece of art can do that to people but i also think that like we maybe in our in our society we we might value uh that kind of realism too much like we might value when it's done as skillfully as it is in those movies i don't have a problem with it but people seem to value realism in a way that i think is kind of fucked and weird because when you're making art you're trying to represent what is real you're not trying to like transcribe what's yeah, real. exactly you know what i'm saying exactly. like if you actually yeah, took like a transcript if you found like some soldiers like circa I don't know, early 2000s, like in Fallujah, and you took a transcript of what they said while they were engaged in a firefight, right? Like, you could make a really realistic recording of what they said, but you wouldn't be capturing what was actually going on. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, for sure. So, anyway, when I watched that movie, and I felt like all this, this realism, I was like, oh, man, you know, I think that... I think that, like, tall tales need to come back, in a way. You know what I mean? Like... Like storytelling and lying, and and it ties back for me into your uh, sort of like obsession with with like what's a lie and what's real, you know. I feel yeah, like I feel uh, like lies have to kind of come back in a way, but like not malicious lies, but just. No, I know exactly. Yeah, I know. Exactly you see what I'm saying? What yeah, I mean, all that stuff still, and even if you kind of go back to it. You know, I've read uh, Twain's Life on the Mississippi last Christmas, and I hadn't read it in years. 
And god damn, that book felt so alive. Um, and felt so fucking modern at, at the same time and the way that he's blending together this, you know, history together with his own kind of memoir, which is total bullshit. He's, you know, he's much older when he's when he's working on the river and that that 19 that 19th century sort of element of you know trying to also entertain you know someone as 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 they're as they're doing it you know we look at you know we look at entertainment as a as a bad thing um and so you know most entertainment is you know horrific but yeah you know you can you can pick back up you can pick back up those things and maybe it goes back to you know what you're talking about earlier you know they're they're trying to communicate they're trying to communicate they're trying to tell you uh, a story in that way and that's incredibly fucking powerful mm-hmm. um because i don't i'm not you know the people that i know and i think love i love them because they can tell you a damn story yeah uh about something that's happened and something that's uh that's occurred and there, you know there's something kind of primal about that you know it's like being a little five-year-old boy, you know, sitting sitting at Sunday school or kindergarten, right? And you're sitting in front of teacher, and teachers telling you, uh, telling you a story. So no, yeah. I mean, it's like it's one of those things where it's like if somebody were to come up to you and and you know buy you a drink, whatever, hang out and talk to you for a while, and eventually kind of like ease you into something that just fucking cuts your guts open. It's different than a person walking up to you with their wallet open and a bunch of pictures of them like with their head inside someone's pussy or their fist up <laughs> someone's asshole would you know what i mean like yeah no, you see what i'm saying sure. like it's like it's like yeah. that that shock has its place but i i do feel like you know i'm pulled because i'm also drawn to these movies but at the same time you know i see these movies and i'm just like you know maybe maybe the, the reality of the thing is like not like i, I don't want to call it fetishization because i don't think it's that but it's just it's it's a it's a almost like I don't know. It's a weird kind of autism, maybe, of like needing to get the the right things right, and and not letting maybe the right things fall by the wayside and focus on maybe the wrong things that speak better. But I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm just talking bullshit. I don't know. No, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think my brain's shutting down. Cool, man. <laughs> well, hey, I do appreciate the time, dude. Like, yeah, for I, sure. Uh, no, this is fun. This is fun. Yeah, man. Just kind of loose, hanging out, whatever, chilling. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, um, I will uh, uh, probably put this up tomorrow. Do you? Okay, cool. You, Sounds you, good. Is that a, is that cool? If I just post it cool up? Cool with me. Whatever you want to do, you're the boss. Right, man. All right, cool. Well, hey, um, yeah, I'll be in Texas soon. I know that's not. It's closer to where you are, but not close. Yeah, it's, that's still two days. <laughs> no, yeah, it's two days drive. Exactly. Easy, but, uh, easy. But you know, my maybe, grandmother used to live in Texas. She lived in Wichita Falls, and we'd always hey, that's stop. right by where I grew up. I think up. Nashville that's from right here is like up. six hours, and we'd usually stop in between. Yeah, I grew up in Lawton, then, Oklahoma, which is about forty minutes away from Wichita Falls. So. Yeah, we used we used to drive through fucking Lawton, Oklahoma. God damn, man. That's where I grew Lawton, up. Lawton, Oklahoma, in August. Woo. That's where I grew up, dude. That's, that's my hometown. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I it's guess. crazy. <laughs> yeah, I've been through Lawton so many damn times. <laughs> crazy to think about that. Yep. Yep. Well, hey, thank you again, man. I appreciate it, and um, yeah, I will. I will talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. All right, dude. Bye bye. All right. All right. Bye.